Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hey everybody, this is Joy, Sue's assistant, here with a special announcement. First, if you have emailed Sue recently, we are experiencing some response delays due to the inbox overflowing with questions about the coronavirus. Sue no longer gives advice over email because it would take her a tremendous amount of time to respond to each one, and she is spending a lot of her time in the member's corner and with her clients. That being said, we have had many emails asking when we will be reopening the member's corner because there are many of you who would like the resources and community support that it offers. Sue has decided, in light of the current events, to open the member's corner for a flash opening this weekend only from Friday, March 20th to Sunday, March 22nd, so that everyone who didn't get to join last month has a chance to join now. You can go to homeopathyformommies.com forward slash members and sign up for the waitlist when you hear this podcast, and we'll send you an email when it opens on Friday. After Sunday, enrollment will close for the members corner until the fall. We hope you can join us and wish you and your family blessings and health during this time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today, I want to talk about something very, very simple in our lives, and yet it is one of the most important things that we could discuss, and that is sunshine. I just returned from my trip to Florida. We started in Dalton, Georgia. Oh, my goodness, the most beautiful little city. Uh, When we were getting ready to go, my husband was telling my son-in-law, who actually grew up laying carpets for a living, and he he goes, oh, yeah, that's where all our carpet comes from. It was kind of funny when we got there. Yeah, sure, it's amazing. The one gal that I was speaking with, she said almost everyone in that town, if their job isn't in service like food service or hospital or police. Everyone works at the carpet factories, and they were all happy. They loved their jobs. They were smiling. It was, it was a beautiful city and beautiful people. It was, I was impressed, to say the least. And we had a wonderful seminar there. And then from there, and it was still cool there, okay? So Dalton, Georgia was still cool. After we left Minnesota, it was, we left Minnesota, it was like it was just below zero. We got to Dalton, Georgia, and it was 45, 50, and then it went up into the 60s. So it was still really nice. But when we got to Florida, we were lucky enough to have 70 all the way to 90-degree weather. After having been in the cold Minnesota winter, I'm not kidding, folks. When I walk to work, I have two hats on, gloves, snow pants, boots, winter coat, parka pulled up over my head. (laughs) How much sunlight can I get every day, right? So you spend a few months like that, and then when you get to go to Florida and go to the beach and collect seashells and just enjoy the sun. Yeah, I love delaying the sun. My husband, he just laughs at me. He's like, okay, fine, honey. I'll just sit up here and (laughs) read. But I just love the sun. I always have when I was a kid. 
the more sun, the better. And so my daughter's actually joined us down there for a bit too, but we had so much fun in the sun. And after being able to absorb all that sun, I couldn't believe how good I felt. I just, I came home and it's like, oh my gosh, the cloudy skies and the cold. It actually snowed today when I came home. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to talk about this. It's, you, you don't realize it when you live in a, a colder area, when you have, you know, colder seasons, you have to bundle up all the time. We know we're not getting the sun, obviously. We're so happy when spring rolls around. But do we ever really stop and think about the detriment of not getting that sunlight? So... Yeah, I had that cold. You know, I had been sick off and on when I left, and I was having a hard time snapping back. And I was working hard. We drove straight. We drove like 18 hours, got there at 11 o'clock at night. I taught the next day. We drove the next day. And it was it was busy, busy time for me. And yet I felt so good. And it's the sunlight. It's the sunshine. Yes, I, and I was working. It was a working vacation. So I just needed to talk about it. <laughs> And what can we do about this, right? What can we do? We live in colder climate. We can't be out lying in the sun all the time. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. So I decided that, you know what, let's do a little bit of discussion here and see what we can do. We all know, and I've discussed this how many times on my different podcasts, all the different, you know, the lighting and how dangerous fluorescent lights are for us. What are we supposed to do about it? Everyone asks me, and I'm like, you know, I'm not a lighting expert, but you know what? Let's do some checking. Let's figure out what's going on here. So after I started kind of checking around, it comes down to there was a, uh, a statement from the Department of Education in Alberta, Canada, and it says, there is no area of our mental and bodily functioning that the sun does not influence. Our bodies were designed to receive and use it in a wide range of ways. We were not designed to hide from it in our houses, offices, factories, and schools. Sunshine, reaching us through our eyes and our skin, exercises a subtle control over us from birth to death, from head to tail. Okay, that's pretty profound. We all pretty much know that though, right? I mean, it's just common sense. But how do we apply it in today's world? That's the problem. It just so happens that in 1900, more than 75% of the U.S. population worked outdoors. In 1970, less than 10% did. And that percentage is still dropping. 1970, folks, come on, that was 50 years ago. And now, how many people are working outside? One, maybe 2%? No one works outdoors anymore. And we all... We all wonder why we feel so rotten. Sunshine, I remember when I was a young mother, I used to use cloth diapers, you know, and I would, I would soak the diapers for a couple of days, wash, throw them through in the washing machine, and, I, and a lady told me, she goes, oh my gosh, don't bleach them. The bleach is so bad for the baby. And I'm like, well, how am I going to get the yellow stains out? She said, hang them in the sunlight. Put them, hang them on the line. The sun will bleach them out. And it's true. The sun is the most cleansing element that we have. It cleanses our air. It, it actually breaks down and kills the bacteria in the air as well as the ozone, which releases H2O2. But the sunlight is cleansing. It feeds. It nourishes. It's, it, we can't replace it, all right? And now we're all indoors with poor lighting. The funny thing is, in 1919, 
there was a doctor who began researching. He continued using his light therapy techniques. His clinical observations led him to consider applying these same techniques through the eyes. Because of the highly positive results he achieved with his application, he decided to investigate further the effects of lighting on living organisms. During 1923-1924, Dr. Spittler began a series of impressive experiments to evaluate the responses of different groups of rabbits living under different lighted environments. The colors of light under which the rabbits lived were created by means of light filters placed in front of their cages. All other variables, like housing and nutrition, were kept the same for each group. Within 3 to 18 months from the onset of the study, some startling conditions, such as loss of fur, some total, some partial, toxic symptoms, abnormal body weight, in other words, they started gaining weight, digestive problems, sterility, abnormal bone development, and cataracts. These conditions have been related to different colored lights under which the rabbits were living. The ones that were the most detrimental were kept under pink lights. Recognizing the imbalances of both the autonomic nervous system and the endocrine system, abnormalities seen in these rabbits. Spittler further investigated how light might be affecting these systems. His research convinced him that portions of the brain that directly control both the autonomic nervous system and the endocrine system are also connected to the eyes by the shortest, most direct, and most highly organized nerve pathways in the brain. He concluded that although heredity, environment, and nutrition play a major role in our lives, light may play the most significant role in altering function. Isn't that interesting? Behavior and physiological response. In other words, merely altering the color of light entering the eyes can disturb or restore balance within the autonomic nervous system and thus affect resultant functions. So by 1927, he began to develop the first light dispensing instruments for ocular application. Having both optometric and medical degrees, he recognized that light therapy by way of the eyes could augment the major control centers in the brain that regulate all body functions. He called his new science syntonics, in other words, to bring into balance. Okay, you know, I, I, when I was researching this, I was like so upset. I was like, excuse me, here's a doctor that went, he did all this research and all this study and using light filters and he understood and he proved how these filters by way of this light entering through the eyes affected the entire organism. And that was in 1927. We're talking almost a hundred years ago. They already knew that. And now we have all these false lights in our places of business, in our homes, and they know exactly what this lighting is doing to us. And yet, that's the standard, okay? You know, the FDA, they're always going on and on and on about all the things we can and can't do. They waste all this money trying to take homeopathy away from us. Thank you, by the way, Paola and Americans for Homeopathy Choice and the fight that they're fighting for us. Because the FDA, for whatever reason, after 300 years, decides, oh, we can't have homeopathy. I'm sorry. Homeopathy is keeping people too healthy, and, and we want our pharmaceuticals to 
be more prominent. And so we're going to have to get rid of homeopathy so that our people can be sick, much like the lighting. They know that these, these bad lights, what they're doing to the people, and yet this is the standard in the industry. And no one is raising havoc about this. I'll tell you, when I started reading this, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I knew it. You hear it. And I, I talk about it all the time because I, I know what the statistics say, but I really never stopped to think about, you know, let's, let's dig into this. Let's figure out what exactly is going on. So I, I was like, what is the difference between natural light and the stuff that we've got out here? Well, natural light, which this, that which the sun, you know, we talk about rainbows and natural light is roughly an even array of red, orange, yellow, green, and blue with low, with lower violet and ultraviolet rays. That's, that's natural sunlight, okay? Um, in, and incandescent light has high red, orange, and yellow, low blue, and ultraviolet. Halogen lights have very high red, orange, and yellow spectrum and ultraviolet. Fluorescent lights are high in orange and yellow, low in blue, violet, and ultraviolet. Studies showed high amounts of ACTH and cortisol levels in cool white fluorescent lights. And so therefore, those types of lights were banned in German hospitals because they recognized the fact that, well, okay, what is ACTH? ACTH is a hormone that is controlled by three organs of the body, the hypothalamus, the pituitary, and the adrenal glands, also known as the HPA axis. This hormone is called adrenocortropic hormone. It is secreted into the bloodstream, and it triggers the hypothalamus to release a hormone called cardiotropin, which is a releasing hormone that stimulates the pituitary gland to secrete this ACTH into the bloodstreams. And so then you have that, that, that negative feedback loop and as long as the hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenal glands are getting the proper sunlight and proper balance, then the ACTH is in a balanced flow in the body. Stress stimulates the ACTH production and hence increases cortisol levels in the body. And when the body is under fluorescent lights and artificial lighting, it is highly stressed. Martinic and Berezin if you read their book, it's really, really hard to understand because, you know, they're scientists. But they go on to say that light and color affect how enzyme systems regulate biological activity. That some colors of light can stimulate certain bodily enzymes to be 500% more effective. Colored light can increase rate of enzyme reaction, affect movement of substances across cell membranes. Light spectrum affects our ability to metabolize basic nutrients. We all tend to think that all lighting is equal. A two-year study published in 1992 shows that four different kinds of light in classes and that they took different, they took classrooms full of students and one of them they put under full spectrum light. The second class they put under incandescent light. Another one they put under the fluorescent light and yet another they put under, I believe it was the halogen light. And they found that the students who were underneath the full spectrum light learned faster with higher test scores. They grew faster. 
They had one-third fewer absences or illnesses, and they had two-thirds fewer dental cavities. And it's like, what the heck? If full-spectrum light is what we should all be using, why aren't we? Well, I started looking at it, and it's really, really expensive, folks. But full-spectrum light is light that covers the electromagnetic spectrum uh, from infrared to near ultraviolet or all wavelengths that are useful to plant or animal life. In particular, sunlight is considered full spectrum. Even though the solar spectrum distribution reaching Earth changes from, you know, during the time of day, latitude, atmospheric conditions, and everything else, which that's God's plan, but full spectrum is not a technical term when applied to an electrical light bulb. Rather, it implies the product which emulates some important quality of natural light. In other words, it's as close to natural light as they can get. There's slight variances, but full-spectrum lighting is used for tropical and marine fish as well as many other water pets. Yeah, not our children though, you know, just just pets. Uh, The use of full-spectrum lighting assists aquarium plants to grow and aids the health of fish in the tank as a whole. While plants have adapted to the reception of real sunlight, Full-spectrum light bulbs often mimic the emphasis of wavelengths of sunlight enough that the plants are stimulated to grow. Full-spectrum lighting also enhances the natural coloration of fish, plants, and other aquatic elements in the aquarium, which are often discolored by artificial lights. Full-spectrum lighting is typically used more in freshwater aquariums since marine or coral reef aquariums often require intensely blue light. They use full-spectrum lighting for gardening, so that they can have blooming year-round, even in the wintertime, for their flowers and their plants. Grow lights are specifically intended to support plant growth, although with varying degrees of success and energy efficiency. Some plants grow better when given more of a certain color light due to the mechanisms of photosynthesis. Specifically, more blue wavelengths enhance vegetative growth and development, while the addition of increasing amounts of red light enhances budding, flowering, and fruiting. The point is, full-spectrum light is what we should all be sitting under. It's the only thing that even comes close to real sunlight. And we absolutely have to have real sunlight on our skin, coming through our eyes. We need to be enveloped in real sunlight in order to grow and mature and not have our endocrine system bombarded with well, we can't, we can't be healthy without sunlight. It's that simple. It's the way God designed it, and that's what it's supposed to be. And yet we're all working indoors under artificial lights, sitting in front of computers that are sucking our life energy out of us. And, and we're not doing anything about it. You know, I, I just, anyway, I just, I was so upset when I, I really stopped to just investigate, you know, after I came home and I felt so wonderful after being outdoors for a few days. I mean, you kind of take it for granted, you know, spring comes and you're in and out of the house and you, you know, a couple weeks into the spring, you're like, oh my gosh, you feel so good and you're so energetic and you go for walks every day and you're bike riding and you're swimming and you're playing and, you know, come the middle of the winter, you want to sleep all the time, you feel lethargic, we're all getting, you know, getting sick, colds, flu, coughs, and then you go out in the sun and oh my gosh, you just feel better. So anyway, (laughs) Uh, There was also another um, winter study done at the Veterans Home in Massachusetts. What they did is they compared calcium absorption 
they took two different lighting systems and one of them was full spectrum and the other one was just standard light. They don't really tell us which kind of light standard light is. I don't know if it's fluorescent or incandescent. But they said that calcium absorption increased 15% under full spectrum light. You know, that's just it's just crazy. Calcium absorption decreased 25% under standard light. So, like, wow, we just really, really, really need to pay attention to this. Also, sunlight during the winter months can affect a person's circadian rhythm. It's our internal clock. Serotonin levels and melatonin levels. Symptoms of SAD. You know, SAD is, um, it's that depression, that winter depression. And symptoms of SAD are more pronounced in women than men. They have found that if they use light boxes to mimic natural sunlight, which is, again, full spectrum, then this the results of this persons with SAD really increases. They tend to have better circadian rhythms and for and their sleep disorders improve. They they don't have the depression that they had. Their serotonin levels increase. It's like I said, it's just a no-brainer when we stop and think about how full spectrum lighting should be used in it should be in all our public buildings. It should be in our homes. And yes, they're expensive. I did some research and I actually actually wrote to a company, but they're supposed to last a lot longer. They're supposed to use less energy. And so it's definitely worth looking to make the change slowly. And so anyway, with that, I really, you know, okay, how, how do we, this, how does this affect us homeopathically? Well, there are a few remedies that could possibly help us. Soul is one of them. It's actually made from sunlight. But when it comes right down to it, folks, there is no replacing. There is no, no, there is no getting around the fact that we just need sunlight. You can take all the remedies in the world, but nothing is going to replace the sunshine that God put in our sky and that we, we are supposed to be enjoying and working under and playing under. And yep, just soaking up the good old sunshine. All right. I just wanted to bring this to the surface because I was, I enjoyed being in Florida so much, so, so much. Yes, there's a lot of people, but the people were wonderful and they were sweet and kind. And like I said, that sunshine, I think they're happy because they have so much sunlight. (laughs) All right. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.